Yeah! How about that? When was the last time your voice cracked, Al? Because mine did this morning. What do you think about that? Uh, probably nine times last night during <laughs> Lakers talk. Oh, did you have that last night? How was that for you? You know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah? You, listen, you're, you're not going to like Stafford? this. No, no, no. You're not going to like this. Uh-oh. I love doing those two hours. Like, I don't know what to tell you. No, I know you do. That's why you're the host of Lakers talk, because you're fired up to do it. There are, we could be three weeks away from the preseason starting, and I'm like, no, Funches, no, not good enough. We got to come up with a better topic. I mean, like, literally, and Funches is a big NBA guy, too, so we, like, nerds sitting in these this two-hour show on a Monday night, we love doing it. All right, so we were talking, one of the bunch of Funch questions was, yeah. if you could have a piece of memorabilia from a movie, what do you want? We're starting to see some responses on Twitter. I saw a couple from The Naked Gun that I can't really mention on a ESPN <laughs> station, but it was it was interesting. So if you would like to weigh in, 877. How about, first of all, how about just mention it, and then we'll see what happens, because you're mentioning it, I'm not. So yeah. we'll just kind of take our chances. Well, that's fine. 877-710-ESPN. You didn't even know what you wanted. You no, said a Ouija board from that one yeah. movie. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that didn't go great for you. But 877-710-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. the ship from Titanic. <laughs> My mother, hey, Mom, how you doing? Wait in. She remembered the name of the game. The little flick quarters, caroms, right? Mm. Caroms is the answer to that. So if you're old enough to remember, that's like the most how are you? How were you in foosball? It, I was not good at foosball, as a matter of yeah. fact. But caroms, sleep, do you remember? It's basically No, like I do remember. The, the real-life version of Pong. It's like an analog version of Pong. As boring as video Pong is, this was worse because you were doing it in real time. So there you go. Caroms is the answer to that question. I listened to Chris talk about the Raiders right there. Did, yeah. did, did you happen to see the, the pregame right before they kicked off? Were you, were you watching by chance? No. Okay. So they brought out Bruce Buffer, and he did his thing and gets the whole crowd fired up. And it was cool. They, they, it, was, it was a cool little show that they had going on. Opening up a brand new uh, new stadium. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you could hear the PA guy go, home of the three-time world champion Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm thinking, wait, what? When was the last time the Raiders won the Super Bowl? Do you really want to go three-time world champion if the last time you won one was in the mid to early 80s? Yes. Is that really a good to look To answer for your you? question, yes. Yes. <laughs> By the way, that's not just them. I mean, would you discredit any of the Dodgers World Series from 1988? No, because they won one last year. No, well, no, I know honestly? that, but I'm, saying, but I'm saying prior to last year, yes. 1988. Discredit, no. They all count. They're all wonderful, and they're mm -hmm. all glorious. But I'll be honest. There was a little bit of, um, can we stop reminding everybody that we have won a World Series in 30 years? Sure. There, there, there was something to that. Of because course. when you say home of the, you know, I think the Dodgers have won six or seven right now, but you say, hey, the 1988 seven. World Series champions, well, I was in high school in 1988. I was mm -hmm. in early high school mm -hmm. in let, – let's stop reminding people of that. Let's just say – the Los Angeles Dodgers, the eight-time division champion Los Angeles Dodgers, the multiple world we – we don't need to go into the date of it. So that uh, that kind of jumped out at me. Well, then you got other squads that have never won. Yeah. So they got literally nothing to say. <laughs> so I'd be happy that they're, that those are in there. Okay. Clayton Kershaw pitched last night, right? Yeah. Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Clayton Kershaw was – what would you say? Good, not great? Is that is that our takeaway from last night? Four innings, five hits – or excuse me, four hits, five strikeouts, one run. Good, not great? Arizona? I think, I think uh, 
you know, you've said this before on when you try to the, – the result I don't think was going to mean everything. How does he feel? Does he feel good? Yeah. Does he feel fresh? Okay, you threw 50 pitches. Are you are you fine to have your next start, which I think is going to be Sunday against Cincinnati versus the Reds? Yep. I think that's the most important thing, but if you do want to look at the numbers, one run over four and a third. He felt good. So, you know, listening to him after the game, he was energized. He, he was feeling very good about it. You know, he said, I think hope time, maybe I can get in the next time I can get into the seventh inning. So he was energized for his performance. And I think that if you're a Dodger fan, you should feel pretty good about what you saw last night. Arizona stinks, okay? But I think something became very clear last night. Clayton Kershaw is the fourth best pitcher on this team, which is saying something because he's pretty, still pretty good. But I think that there is a clear line between Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, and Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw has been the fourth guy right now for, for a variety. Number one, just stuff at this point. Number two, he hasn't pitched a lot this year. He's not quite as sharp as some of these other guys because and pitched since early July. So the question is, it, let, let's just I'm gonna I'm gonna channel Alan Slewa here for a second. Okay. The Dodgers either win the division or they win the wild card game. They're into the first round, the divisional round. They're playing a five-game series against the San Francisco Giants or whoever, okay? Who are your guys? Who do, who do you pitch in there? Because if you put Clayton Kershaw in the rotation, you have a bunch of optionality that becomes available to you with Urias and everything else, but he's your fourth-best guy. So what, what do you do in that situation where you have four good pitchers where you really could kind of get through with three and change? What do you do with Clayton Kershaw in this situation? So let, let me let me kind of take us back to this past weekend, all right? Dodgers played the Padres. I know Padres are struggling. I know they're not playing their best baseball right now, but let, let's just go back to that. It was Arias, it was Bueller, and it was Max Scherzer. Chav, they gave up two runs total <laughs> in those three starts. <laughs> right. Okay, so um, – I don't want to say, you know, don't screw something up. I don't want I it's different in the regular season than it is in the postseason, but if you're telling me that you're going to start a five-game set against the San Francisco Giants and you're telling me which three to put out there uh, and you're only putting three out there, I don't know. I I have a very difficult time. Who who's the odd man out? You're going to tell me you want to take Julio out of the starting not, not rotation? Not a chance. He might win the Cy Young, Slee. Okay, you're not taking Bueller and you're not taking Scherzer out. He might okay? win the Cy Young. So you know, we, we kind of sit here and the circumstance for Clayton Kershaw, and you mentioned this to start off this conversation. This is a good problem to have for the Dodgers, mm-hmm. but it is something that you can't just dismiss. You have to. This is something you have, you're going to have to figure out. Let's say Kershaw comes out this Sunday against the Reds. Pitches great again. Now he's up to 70 pitches. And then he gets one more start before the postseason starts. He's great again. Maybe gives up a run, two runs, whatever the case is. He's up to 85 pitches. I'm just you know using as an example. Yeah. Basically, by the time Kershaw gets to the postseason, the Dodgers get to the postseason, Kershaw now looks good. You're gonna. How are you going to take the ball out of how, – how are you going to make Urias, who has done everything for you this season – has been asked to step in, is leading the league in wins with 17 wins, how are you going to ask him to take a similar approach that he did last season where we came out of the bullpen? I I find it very difficult to get past those three. And that's not saying Kershaw's not going to have his opportunities and there'll be plenty of chances for him to deliver for the Dodgers. But these three, like I I don't know how you move any of these guys. I don't think you do. And you know know what's interesting is you – 
a lot of this is going to be dictated on the results of each individual game, right? Did how, for instance, last year's World Series and National League Championship Series was kind of bizarre for a variety of reasons, the pandemic being at the top of the list. But the Dodgers kind of went into the postseason with Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw as their two aces, right? Those were the two guys that were going to go. And, and then they were trying to fill in games other places. Do you use Dustin May? Do you use Tony Gonsolin? Do you go to the bullpen early? And do you have an opener? Are you doing a bullpen game? And then they used Orius in the back end. So this is, I think, a far more traditional setup where it w- whatever order you want to put those first three guys in, I really don't care. I don't think there's a wrong order, right? You can pick them any way you want to do it. And then you just pitch Clayton Kershaw in the fourth. Because, first of all, with those three guys going in the first three games, series might be over, right? Which, which brings up a whole other series of questions, which is, all right, you sweep the series or you win it in, in four games. Maybe you don't use Clayton Kershaw. Do you use him in game one of the National League Championship Series? Like, where do you go with this? They have And, and where it gets really wild, what, what does Dave do? Because Dave's deal is odd. Cody Bellinger still plays every day. Okay, he did get a double last night. Good for him. That's two in the month of uh, September. Nice, but Dave's decision making has to factor into this. So uh, let me throw let me throw a scenario your way. They're playing the Giants. You're down two games to one going into Game Four, and the first pitcher you used, let's say, was Walker Bueller. Okay, first pitcher you used was Walker Bueller, and you had a day of rest in between as they do the travel and everything else. That game four, you're down two one in the series. Mm-hmm. You're going to Kershaw, who has not started yet. Not when I say not started yet, as in you haven't used him yet. Or you have the ability to go back to Walker Bueller using Walker Bueller. How many pitches did he throw? Bueller? I, yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that it depends on did, – did, let's say that's the game you lost, okay? Maybe he got chased in the fourth or fifth inning and only threw 75 pitches. Sure. Then, yeah, rolling back again. But what do you, what is that telling Clayton Kershaw? It, they, You're right. There are a, <laughs> but, it is a real slap in the face if you say, "Oh, Clayton, you know what? Sit down. We're gonna go." I, I just I think you're gonna get those four guys with Clayton as the fourth guy in whatever order you get the first three. Then you're gonna get Kershaw, even if it's Game Four or even if it's Game One of the NLCS. All right, today's stat hero of the day, none other than Clayton Kershaw. As I mentioned, he had not pitched since July 30. Went four to third innings last night, four hits, one run five strikeouts along the way he was fine he was good first game back since in a very long time but here's the one thing i took out of that sleet yep arizona diamondbacks are not very good they're terrible in fact yep they got some decent swings against him which makes me go okay if that's the diamondbacks what are the san francisco giants going to do just in the back of my mind it wasn't the end of the world but there were some pretty comfortable at bats against him two more uh two more starts for him hopefully before the postseason starts stat hero the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the travis and sleeva show stat hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports work that gives a player the advantage go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for 300% back on your first play. This is why I love our listeners, Al, mm-hmm. because they have really good ideas. When I said what piece of movie memorabilia would you want, they're coming up with some good stuff. Let's start in Downey and Jason. Jason, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Jay? What's going on? First and foremost, uh, first time on this new time slot. Congratulations, boys. If there's anyone that deserves all this success, it's you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Jay. So I'm going to cheat real quick. I'm going to go with any of the cars on Fast and Furious. Any of them. Those are props. <laughs> throw them at me. Okay. But if, if not, if D- does not. That, does that I include gotta... the submarine, Jay? Do you want that too? Give me that. Give me the one that flies in the air. Let's do it. <laughs> Give it to me, y'all. But if not, I, I got to go with the painting from Goodfellas. 
that Tommy's mom draws, you know, the one dog goes this way, one dog goes that That is amazing. I, I have to have that in my future home. So that's my prop. That is day, a guys. great answer, Jason. How about that, Al? This guy's looking one way, the dog's looking the other way, saying, what, what do you want from me? <laughs> Okay, I got another one for you. How about this? How about that? You know that chair Al Pacino gets himself into in The Godfather, kind of towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. where he's uh, it's just kind of it's, it's a Godfather chair. You know what I mean? Like there's it was certain... the Game of Thrones throne before the right. Game of Thrones existed. That's right. He just sits there. I want to do a show where I'm sitting in that chair and you're just looking at me through a Zoom, or I'm gonna actually bring it into the studio just to get your reaction. Like, it's, hey, this is let's Slee would do his thing. All right, one more. Let's go to Roderick. Roderick, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, hey. Um, so I got one of two things. Um, from Boys in the Hood, I want Ice Cube's Impala, his gold Impala. That's pretty sweet. Or I want his Detroit Tigers hat, but with the activator still in it. <laughs> that's that's pretty specific. Thank, thank you for that, Roderick. By the way, I love it. To, it's either that hat or an Impala. It's one of the two. It's well, like look, he's good with either one. Doughboy's hat is pretty iconic. You know, we know a guy here that's on the station quite a bit. I can't get you the Impala, but I can at least run it up the flagpole uh, for 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 a Detroit Tigers hat with activator. I don't know if uh, the, it'll be the exact one, but we could probably maybe get something done. All right, Factor Cap is coming up in about a half an hour, or excuse me, in about fifteen minutes. Um, Slee, yeah. SC's next head coach. Do they need to go unknown but hungry and new and fresh, or do you have to go? Big? By the way, this is going to be kind of fun, you know, just to kind of follow this. And is this something that they're not going to decide until the end of this season? You know, we obviously already know, and for there's SC fans out there that want to, you know, obviously give their opinion on who they think should be the next head coach of that uh, football program. You could call in at eight seven 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 ten ESPN. We know Dante Williams who's the associate head coach, will serve as the interim coach for now. All right, that's all coming up. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When we were talking about famous movie memorabilia that we would want, I didn't know that we could ask for cars and submarines and things like that. I would have gone a little bigger than Wonder Boy, Al. Well, I I think really, you know, one of the reasons why I try to work as hard as I can is if I can get as much memorabilia from Karate Kid (laughs) 2. The Daniel LaRusso. You don't want one of those little don't drums laugh. that he spins don't back and forth? Don't Oh. <laughs> I had one of those things when I was a kid. By, by the way. Funch, how powerful was that scene? Does that scene not just take you and say, you know what? I need to get into uh, I need to get into acting. That that has to be near the top of the list of like really odd, goofy things that you know what? I bet you could actually get one of those from the movie if you were yeah, send us ten yeah. bucks and we'll send you one. Yeah, I mean if you're willing to drop hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. Or ten. Yeah, here. Hey, I'll, I'll make you a deal, Al. 
Um, we, we can't send you one, but we'll if start you, the bidding at a hundred thousand. Fourteen dollars sold. If you just drive over here, we'll give them all to you. Just get them out of our warehouse. <laughs> I think that's how that would go along the line. Let's try one more here. Let's go to uh, Anaheim and Larry. Larry, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Travis and Slee, you guys are the best guys on radio, man. I, agree. I love it. Okay, thank you, yeah. Larry. Now I'm gonna go gangster on you guys. I have to have. By the way, this is Larry Lala. I have to have the white suit that Tony Montana had in Scarface, man. Mm. I got to go gangster, man. (laughs) You know, I got to have that white suit. And if I don't have that white suit, the one from Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta. (laughs) Either one of those white suits. Larry's got a white suit fetish. I like that. Why not Ray Lewis's white suit? There's a whole, there's another one. Let's get them all. <laughs> I mean, uh, nobody knows where that one is, but we, I, you know, I, I do like. I don't know what something. it says. I don't know what it says, but the memorabilia we've got so far, Goodfellas is coming up. Did I start this off by throwing something Godfather? Now Goodfellas. Now we're getting Scarface. I feel like we're getting all Pacino, De Niro movies moving forward. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? Look, there there are no bad answers here. What piece of uh, Hollywood memorabilia do you want on the Dr Pepper call in line eight seven 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 ten ESPN? You see those new jerseys, Al? The Laker new yeah, jerseys? Yeah, I saw uh, So, you know, I'm just sitting here minding my own business, just uh, doing what we do for the show. And Funches, in the middle of the show, tries to send us an email with a tweet here, a link, and it says, new Laker threads. This is coming from NBA Central. Taking a look at this jersey here. Um, for those who haven't got a chance to take a look at it, this is a Lakers jersey. Um, I'm still trying to figure out, Trav, the theme here. This is the only thing that I could think of. Is the theme... It's the Laker purple mixed in with the Minneapolis Lakers as well. Is it the it's, it's the, the merging of the two jerseys? Blue, the Minneapolis blue that the Lakers wear occasionally, mixed with the road purple. That's yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a hybrid of those two colors. Yeah, I don't and like you, it. And your face is letting me know that you don't like it. That was okay, that. but I'm but I'm not I'm not this guy. You know, there are a lot of people that love when a New Jersey comes out, or maybe it's the Miami Heat doing their Miami Vice theme. I just, I guess, I don't care that much for these types of things. But I will tell you this: I guarantee you, come this Laker season at Staples Center, you're going to see a good amount of these jerseys oh, for out sure. there. For look, I, I get it. I get what they're doing. They're selling jerseys. Why not? They're they're in business to make a buck too. And you roll out a new jersey, people are going to buy it. Can I just be old school, a little grumpy for a minute? I love. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I one of my favorite things is when you're old school and grumpy. So don't ask. <laughs> Just get right into it. Get right into it. My favorite Laker jersey is the one they almost never wear anymore. It's just the old school purple road jersey. The mm-hmm. the one that, you know, the mad when the when Magic's Lake Showtime Lakers are in Boston Garden in the NBA Finals. Those purple jerseys with Come the on, with bro. the yellow letters, they are so good. Maybe it's just a, an age thing, a nostalgia can thing. Ask you, they can, never can wear I, those anymore. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something real quick? Mm. This is, look, we don't. you and I are not going to see eye to eye on some stuff. And then there's other things where, you know, kind of maybe more the get off my lawn, where I think you and I really click. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you feeling that? I went, only time I've ever been to TD Waterhouse, which is the Boston Garden, TD Garden, whatever they call it, right? The Garden. I went there eight, nine years ago. Trav, what jersey was I wearing? The Laker Road jersey. I was wearing not just the Laker Road jersey. Magic? The Laker Purple Magic Johnson throwback. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, I want more of that. Even if it means we get to bring back the short shorts, I want more of that. I think those look absolutely amazing. I don't need blue and purple. I just need the purple one. 
Yeah, it's an interesting. That's an interesting combination there. And like I said, why do they do this? Because it's going to be a brand new revenue yeah, stream. Buy it. It's, it's a completely new jersey. People are going to buy it. It's creative. It probably is going to garner to more of a younger audience. I just don't see Travis and I rolling into Staples Center wearing that anytime soon. <laughs> no, I, well, it. I'm not a jersey wearer per se, but if I were, I would wear your uh, I saw Johnson you jersey. three weeks ago uh, at a Dodger game. No <laughs> undershirt, just Dodger jersey. Just Dodger jersey. <laughs> My son has a Mookie Betts jersey that looks really, really good, uh-huh. but I don't think I'm almost 50 years old. I can't pull it off. I just, I just can't. I, I wish I could, and certain people can. I, I'm not one of those people. All right, Clay Helton is out. <laughs> what took so long, right? Good, good job. All it took was for you to burn another season to the ground. Good job, USC Athletic Department. But they've decided that they want to do it. I want you to listen to Paul Feinbaum, who was on with Keyshawn earlier today, and hear his take on how important this SC hire is. I don't want to put any pressure on Mike Bone, but if he screws up this hire oh. and he's got three months to make it, you might as well bury this program because yeah, yeah, they're, they're, you can't keep doing this every couple of years. If you go and you get another guy and three years from now we're having the same conversation, then happen. you're dead. I mean, nobody wants to go to your program. You buy that? Could, could, could this kill the program if they get this wrong, that the program could be buried if you do not hire the right guy uh no I I don't believe that do I think it could you know hurt you for another number of years of course it can can it hurt your recruiting over the next five years of course it can can it put you in a really tough spot in the Pac-12 especially while you know these conferences are trying to starting to merge and the competition is only going to get tougher even though playoff expansion will happen with college football I think that's being a little bit extreme there we've seen organizations we've seen franchises we've seen businesses you've you've seen universities that have been in the absolute ground right Trav I mean just looks like there's absolutely no glimmer of hope they find their way to you know get themselves out this is the positive that I would say for USC the positive is um, you did it early enough in the season that should you have done it in the offseason? Of course you should have. Mm-hmm. But you did it early enough in the in the season where at least the noise about Clay Helton, that is gone. Now it's a matter of just kind of trying to find the, you know, obviously the right candidate from here. Can I throw this at you, Trav? What happens, and this is just a very hypothetical, they got Dante Williams is going to be the associate head coach. He'll serve as the – or he is interim. an associate head coach. will serve as the interim coach. Yeah. He's the first African-American coach in Trojans history. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of history on him too. He was a cornerbacks coach and defensive pass game coordinator. Helped USC jumped 50 spots in the national recruiting ranking. Credited for getting some five-star prospects, including um, a player by the name of Corey Foreman. Okay? So this is my question to you. What if this guy – gets this opportunity with USC, and I'm just hypothetically speaking, has a successful run this season. What if he does, and this is why I bring it up, Trav. The reason why I bring it up, you just want results. Who that person is, it doesn't have to be a big-time name. It doesn't have to be this um, you know, this coach that's coached before in the NFL, and he's had huge coaching jobs in college football. Find somebody that can just get your results. And, and that's really all I'm saying ultimately at the end of the day. That's up to Mike Bone and that's up to USC to figure out who that person is. Yeah. But it does not have to be just the name that everybody says, no. oh, wow, there's a big name. It, it doesn't. It does not have to be Urban Meyer or Bob Stoops or James Franklin or something like that. It doesn't. I'm, I'm with you there. The Dante Williams piece is interesting because the scenario that you put out there is certainly possible, right, mm-hmm. where, where Dante Williams comes in. And SC all of a sudden looks rejuvenated. 
and lively. He and rallies the troops. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. let's say that they, for their remaining games, they win nine of the ten or eight of the ten or whatever and in the mix for a Pac-12 title. Maybe they win the Pac-12 South. We, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Here, here's where Mike Bone becomes even more important. He needs to know what he's going to do already. Okay, he needs to know the the last thing that Mike Bone needs is a, huh, that looks pretty good too. What if we, well, I kind of was thinking maybe, you know, maybe Luke Fickle from Cincinnati, but Darius Williams looks pretty good. Maybe I should call Mario Cristobal, see if he might be interested in coming to L.A., but, huh, this needs to be a decision. And I don't think that it is based on the fact that they didn't fire Clay Helton until yesterday. Right, because of the pressure on Saturday and Sunday. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. That he's saying, this is my number one candidate. This is my number two candidate. This is my number three candidate. And I'm going to run those out until I Mm -hmm. get one of those three guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, it can't be a... Oh, well, look at that shiny thing over there. Oh, look, Dante. Now, look, if Dante Williams is on his list already, that's fine. That's fine. If, if, if he's thinking in his mind, you know what? Dante Williams has blown me away. He is absolutely the right man for this job. And even if they, let's say, over their next 10 games, they go six and four and or five and five. But you believe and you've identified him as your guy and you hire him. I'm OK with that. But it can't be. And we'll never really know the answer because they're never going to shoot you straight. It can't be. I want Luke Fickle, but Dante Williams did a good job. So now it does, you know, it's a little easier to keep him than to go and get the new guy. You need to have made up your mind already. Yeah, you, you and I can do that. Uh, they can't do that, right? You and I can throw out three, four names. Like, yeah, this could be a good fit. Well, what if this guy, if, what if he's – no, no. I, I think I, you put it perfectly. Someone in that role, like Mike Bone has with USC, here are my top three guys. I'm going to do everything I can to go after number one. If every resource I have, re, num, my number one, um, the number one guy that I want says he can't do it, he's not going to do it. Sounds good. Here's my number two, and you got to have, you know, that that's the one thing that I, I've kind of I, I go back to. I don't care if it's a popular choice or not. If Mike Bone feels this is his first, this is his first crack at it, right? If it might Mike be Bone his feels, only crack at it, if he gets it wrong, <laughs> you're 100 percent right. But if he feels this is the guy and I have my reasonings of why and he's willing to live or die by his decision, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, so am I. All right, so hopefully the Raiders have a question or an answer to the question that they asked at the end of the game last night. I still sure. don't know what the uh, – I've never ever in my life heard a coach look for a player in the middle of the game, but that <laughs> happened. We'll do that coming up at 1145. But up next, it is Factor Cap. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Slee, there was a lot going on. You were doing Lakers talk last night. There was a Monday night football game. There was a Dodger game against the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Did you catch any of the Dodger game on TV by chance? 
basically watching the highlights uh, this morning, but I did not get a chance to see it. So very quickly, they showed Matthew Stafford in the stands at the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay, so Matt Stafford's at the game, and and they put the picture of him and Clayton Kershaw as like Little League teammates or Pop Warner teammates or whatever it is. What an amazing deal that Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw went to the same high school at the same time. That's just bananas to me. Went to the high school at the same time. Here they are now, both representing Los Angeles. Yeah. Obviously, Matt Stafford, all the chatter and conversation about his first start on Sunday. Pretty damn cool. Very cool. Most famous person that went to your high school is who? Uh, Jimmy Johnson. The race car driver. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. yeah. But, and that, that one's kind of by far. There, there's a couple other baseball players. I think you and I talked about it. Marcus and Brian Giles. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember Matt Bush? Matt Bush was a number one pick oh, by the, the baseball Padres. Player. Yeah. Yep. And, and then... You know, went through a lot. Long story short, ended back up in Texas right. and had some opportunities over a couple of years. He's from uh, he's from there as Jimmy well. Jimmy Johnson, a seven-time Cup champion, I think. He's he, that's a great answer. Emily, mm-hmm. anybody famous at your high school? The only famous person I can think of is Danny McBride. Do you guys know wait, him? Wait, wait, wait. Kenny Powers is an alumnus of your high school. Yeah, he didn't finish at my high school, but he did go to my high school for two years. This game's over. Emily wins. <laughs> Kenny Powers went to her high school. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> all I could think of is go Google image this dude and every photo of Kenny Powers is just legend, just legendary, it's just so legendary. Good. That's amazing. Funch, anybody, if you can't beat Kenny Powers and, and you probably can't, what do you got? I, I can't. Uh, weather lady on ABC, there Leslie it is. Lopez. Yeah. It, with all due respect to Leslie Lopez, Kenny Powers beats her. Yeah, I, I thought I had a pretty good one. Jimmy Johnson's great. But I don't think we can do better. I had uh, Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. She's an mm-hmm. Arcadia High alum. Legendary Rams barefoot kicker Mike Lansford was an Arcadia Apache as well. But uh, Kenny Powers takes the cake. Time for fact or cap. Last night is one of my favorite nights of the year, the Met Gala. If you guys don't know about it, it's a night of fashion and celebrity. So my mention. Why my- would you set it up as if Travis and I are not <laughs> experts in that field? Oh yes, of course. I should have known. You guys watch it every year. You mm-hmm. have a live stream for it every year. I'm sure. sure. Um, so my statement is: Sierra, uh, the wife of Russell Wilson, had the best outfit at the Met Gala. Alan, is his factor cap? So, I saw her outfit. Um, thank God for Twitter because I don't know how I would have seen her outfit, but I saw it. <laughs> I have nothing to compare it to, but Trav, there's some times where you're good. You don't need to see the competition. <laughs> there is no other competition. When somebody wins, they win. Sierra won, uh, and she won last night. I think you also sent something to us, Emily. Was it Larry David who had his hands over his ears or something like that? <laughs> so or that, was, like that, that was that New York Fashion Week. Oh, yeah, that's so right. New York Fashion Week. For that. But it's all been going on in New York this week. It's been a, it's been a so big I'm, week. I'm just going to go back to this. Um, if you have not seen Sierra rocking and representing her man, Russell Wilson, uh, she wins. I don't care what anybody else wore on that evening. Uh, she is a clear-cut winner. Trav? Look, it. she looked great. It was a form-fitting, sequined um, Russell Wilson jersey, basically, and she she wore it very well. Let's not okay. forget that she one, did one wear his, her to do. Uh, Super Bowl ring. Yeah, it, look, she looked great. Don't, I'm not, I got nothing for you, but before you say there's nothing to compare it to, Al, uh-huh. I will just present you with Megan Fox last night at the Met Gala, so you can uh, do your own research for there. She looked pretty good, too, so uh, well, I'll call it a tie, so I will say that that's cap because it's not a tie. I think we had a tie for first place. I'm, I'm looking right now. <laughs> oh, she looks pretty good too. Yeah. Still go Sierra. Still go Sierra. 
All right. So last night was the first <laughs> edition of the Manning's alternate broadcast on mm-hmm. ESPN Plus for uh, Monday Night Football. So Will Archon- alternate. Here's my statement. Sorry about that. Chris, grab that for an intro. There you go. If you're going to make fun of me, you got to make fun of Emily as well. Alternate broadcasts will become the main broadcasts. Travis, factor cap. I think it's cap, but for one reason only. There are very, very few people who are good enough as the Mannings to make to it do the it. main broadcast. Mm-hmm. What Eli and Peyton Manning were able to do last night was fantastic. They brought an incredible amount of insight. They were really funny, and they were really good with each other. The chemistry between them, and no big surprise, they're brothers, they're close, so the chemistry was amazing. The problem is, unless you have the Manning brothers doing it, if you try to have coaches do it or other NFL players or Major League Baseball players or whoever do it, it could be a disaster. Those guys are the exception, not the rule. You're going to continue to get a play-by-play guy, a color guy in a traditional format because there just aren't any other Mannings who were amazing last night. Yeah, I'll go cap, and part of it is, you know, like you said, okay, even if you try to use actors or actresses, like even if you try to, you know, bring somebody from outside to – um, do something like that. They have the perfect combination of who's going to have more knowledge than Peyton and Eli Manning of football. And they're one. funny. And they got personality, even if it's a dry sense of humor, even if it's not, you know, you're sitting there. I, I'll use one of the my favorite Sports Center commercials. It's Eli, Peyton, and Archie, right? <laughs> do, do you remember when they're all the together? The wet willies and they're kicking each other. Yes, yes. So they, they've got a obviously unique chemistry because they're brothers, but because they have personality as well. I don't think that's something that could be there every single game and it takes over, a, you know, obviously a, a, a regular broadcast, but it could definitely be thrown into the mix more. By the way, if you are a wet willy person, you deserve to be incarcerated. That's the worst thing you can no, do that's a to crime. another human being. Yeah, it's no, that just, is... That is 100% a crime. Greatest line of the night last night when Eli said, would you rather have $10,000 in cash or Peyton Manning's helmet full of quarters? (laughs) That's what you're getting on the alternate broadcast. It was great. You will go out of your way to go to a game at Allegiant Stadium. Alan, is this factor cap? Out of my way to go to... No, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to have to be in Vegas... And it's just going to have to maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll work around and okay, well, I got to be there for this as well. So I might as well go see see the stadium. But if I'm, I'd be lying to you if I told you, hey, I have bought tickets to week 13 and I'm going out to Vegas and I'm watching this specific game. It's the Raiders and I'm going to go see Allegiant Stadium. Oh, by the way, SoFi was just built. That's a pretty damn good one, too. Um, I don't think I'll go out of my way, but it does, has nothing to do with the Raiders or their new unbelievable stadium. It's just, it, it will happen when it happens. I, yeah, in fact, I want to see it. I, 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 as great as SoFi is, and I don't think anything's going to be better, I want to see the show that Vegas puts on. It's not a Raider thing. It's a Vegas thing. I, I've been to a Vegas Golden Knights game, the NHL team out there. It is the most Vegas thing in the world, Al. Mm. I mean, it, it is Vegas up as much as anything in On the steroids. entire city is Vegas yep. up. And it's mm-hmm. fun. It's cheesy, but it's Vegas. It's just it's the essence they're going to do it, it their own way is enti- yep. there's nothing else like it i want to see if the raiders and certainly watching it on tv last night it felt like they were kind of going in the same direction i would absolutely love to see a game in vegas all right my last one for you guys on this day in 1985 golden girls premiered so golden girls has the best theme song travis this is factor cup this is a really good one okay it's it's iconic 
I think that even people that are this way is my too alarm young in the morning. know the words to this song, right? Thank you for being a friend. It's It's got a wonderfully warm message, and I like it. It's not the best theme song in TV history, so it's Cap. The best theme I song. Already know, I already know yours. Let's see if you got it right. What do you got? Cheers. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, I knew that was going to be che- yours. Cheers. You know- is, it makes me want to have a beer. It makes me want to go hang out with my friends. It makes me want to bend the ear of somebody that I care about. It makes me want to go have a good time with somebody that knows my name. I love this. I This is number one for me by a mile. Okay, I know yours. you know mine? I think I probably do because whenever we talk about TV shows yeah. and I heard you try to wrap it on Friday, it's the Fresh Prince, isn't it? I was it? basically Jay-Z on Friday. I was basically Jay-Z. All right, go. No, I'm good. Uh <laughs> Amanda actually did a pretty good job. Amanda was amazing. Amanda, Amanda did a good job, and she had some attitude to it too. You know, well, she was when it got to you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Yeah, she had the finger wag, finger, down. yeah, the amazing. whole thing, the whole thing was going on. <laughs> this could be played tomorrow at the hottest nightclub. No, okay, probably can't. But it is, it is a fantastic song, uh, and obviously uh, Will Smith doing it. This is my favorite of all the. Uh, all the uh, theme songs there. It really is something amazing. All right, you the- love. I know your second was Friends. You love Friends. You are a huge Friends fan. Hi, hi. Let's go have some coffee and talk about how we're That's on a break. That's not Ross. That's hi. not Ross. That is Ross. It's perfect. That might be second to my Bob Craft. <laughs> well, we're going to see. Why does this song irritate me? Why does it like? I, I think I get angry. What what song irritates you? This one right now. Oh yeah, no, no. It, it's it's of its time, it's I guess. Much. It's yeah, very nineties. It's, it's a li- first of all, it's a little too upbeat. I I, I need some tension. Yeah, I don't need to be this happy. I don't need to <laughs> be this happy. Does. Nobody's be, nobody's this happy. Nobody even does. All right, back to SCL. Why now? Why did USC decide that? A random Monday in the middle of the season was the right time to do it. We'll get into that next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Not bad. Talking famous theme songs, Slee. The uh, different strokes, that's Funchess's choice. You guys dropped the ball on this one. You think? It's the best one. It's pretty good. My it's foot's top going. Tw- it's top 25. Okay? <laughs> you so talk we drop about? the ball. Dabo Sliwa. <laughs> Throw Married with Children on. There's another good one. Another good one. Really good one. But see, okay, yeah. that's just a famous Frank Sinatra song. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that, does that count? I, I, you're, you're right. It's not bad, but it's yeah. not. It's yeah, a Sinatra song. The dude had four touchdowns in one game. Okay, <laughs> so just yeah, your first go out of your way to show some respect. Did, did you move locations? Because now it looks like you're in a resort somewhere. Like you got an open window behind you. What's going yeah. on back there? I think my back was breaking. <laughs> you ever do that where you're just sitting too long and it's like at an awkward angle? I'm like, I got to stand up now, so I'm standing up now. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Al, have you ever heard this before? This is yeah. John Gruden after last night's <laughs> Monday night football game. It was warming up in the net. Uh, no one could find him, but... Uh, Things worked out. No one could find him. Him being <laughs> a movie. They're kickers. They're kickers. Play it one more time. Play it one more time, Funches. Was warming up in the net. Uh, no one could find him, but uh, things worked out. 
<laughs> Look, I, uh, I, I, I know out. that Sean McVay is a protege of John Gruden, that he kind of learned under John Gruden. Let's skip that step where after the game, Coach McVay comes to the point and goes, well, you know, I got to go back and I got to look at the film. But what happened was I didn't know where Matt Gay was. Couldn't find him. Kicker was missing in action. I don't know. Things worked out. I what do you mean your kicker was missing? Where the where could he possibly be? The kicker so, is on the field or at the net. Those are the only two places to be. This is our first Monday night football game, right? First Monday night football game of the season. It's capping off a fantastic start <laughs> of a football weekend. Um, you know, you're you're getting excited. We all are that we get 18 straight weeks of uh, NFL football. I'm watching yesterday, Trav, and for those who didn't get a chance to watch a game or you watched it and you know exactly what I'm talking about, I'm like, this is a circus. It was a what mess. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> and not even just – that play was – by the time we got to that final play and they had to take – they didn't have any timeouts left. So they had to run the game or the, uh, the play clock out. They get a five-yard penalty. <laughs> That's not counting everything else that happened. And then they're bringing – you know, they're bringing Carr back on the field. They're bringing their offense back on the field. They're not going to kick. And, and then a great draw from there, and they win the game. But tell me you're not, like, just as a fan of the game saying, who the hell is running this thing for both sides? It was – well, okay, so that's a good point because it felt very Raiders-y, right? It felt very Raiders-y and the, the penalties that they had, the, the, the throws that Derek Carr made, and the fact that there was just confusion pretty much at every turn felt like – the Raiders we've seen over the last, you know, I don't know, 20 years. It sure. felt very familiar. That didn't feel familiar to me with the Ra The Ravens are a pretty buttoned-up group. John Harbaugh is a good coach. John Harbaugh is a guy that typically has his ducks in a row, and that was a hot mess for his group last night. They looked, put it to you this way, it's week one, and you can't make any sweeping conclusions after one week. I get it yeah. that these teams yeah. could end up being really good or really bad, but – to me, Al, I kind of look at both of those teams as, yeah, you can kind of put them in a separate category as far as serious contenders go. I, I was not impressed with Lamar Jackson. I was not impressed with the Raiders all that much. It just looked to me like two teams that were having a snowball fight and somebody got lucky at the end. They couldn't find their kicker. <laughs> couldn't find the kicker. How about this? How about they tonight? Couldn't find, they couldn't, the coach couldn't find his kicker. How about this? <laughs> After the game tonight, I don't know how else to respond to this. They're at the about they're at the half yard line, thinking they won the game. Guys are already congratulating each other. <laughs> then a false start and an interception. Let's keep this thing going. Hey, hey uh, Dave, you guys beat the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks tonight, but uh, you know it was a little unusual. You used Joe Kelly in the ninth inning instead of Kenley Jansen. What 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 went into that decision? Couldn't find Kenley. Didn't know where he went. He just he was he was gone. I, I you know it, you know thankfully things worked out. I had out. no idea where Trevor Ariza was. Don't ask me again. I had no it idea is, where he was. It is just a remarkable. I looked remarkable down there. Deal. Looked all the way down. Looked down the bench. I saw Rondo. I saw Dwight. Couldn't find Ariza. <laughs> Speaking of the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger had another double last night. Slee, that's two in two days. Go for him. Yeah, you don't seem to Go mean it. No, no, no. I, I actually, I genuinely mean that because all we, only time we talked about Cody Bellinger is because we had something negative to say. On Friday, I was throwing out some stats. I was like, I don't even want to give these stats to you because the problem is you get fired up when I give you the stats mm -hmm. because then you start then getting mad at Dave Roberts and it's like this whole chain reaction. You go down this kind of spiral. So sometimes I don't like throwing out those stats. No, look, but he, we did on Friday say he hadn't hit an extra base hit since I want to say it was mid-August. Yeah. 
He's got two now. He's got two. A couple of days. He has twice as many hits in the month of September as Clayton Kershaw, who's had two at-bats. Don't do that. <laughs> two to one. His guy tweeted that last night. I was pretty pleased with him. Oh, speaking of Bellinger, did yeah. you see him nearly take that ball off the face with Gavin? Gavin Lux has been, by the way, Gavin Lux has played Getting really well in left. Here, not doing that bad. He's he's a terrible left fielder. Maybe that'll work out. Maybe it won't. It's not as he's an infielder. He's a middle infielder, a shortstop by trade. But he ran into Cody Bellinger when they were headed for each other. When that ball got hit out, you yep. could see it coming a mile away because Cody can cover a ton of ground. Mm-hmm. Gavin Lux is incredibly green in left field, and that was a recipe for somebody to get hurt, and it nearly happened. Lux caught the ball, but yep. then the ball smacked into Bellinger's face. They got super lucky. I I, I did read earlier today um, the AJ Pollock thing might not be as bad as they initially thought, so he might get some opportunities, but now it's Chris Taylor, so that's why you see Gavin Lux out there. And really, for the most part, that's why you see Bellinger out there, too. Why yesterday? That's my question for you, Al. I'm going to give you a minute or two to come up with an answer. Why did they decide that yesterday was the today to fire Clay Hilton? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.